And welcome back to Living Blended. I am Colby. And I'm Megan. What's up? How was your day? Um, it was good. Yeah. We got, yeah, we got good weather in Texas it's in a little, December. It's a little chilly. It's a little chilly today. Yeah, that's I coming can't complain off. because it's been like 70. So. Right. It's coming off like 80. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what this weekend looks like. Uh, it's going to warm up. Tomorrow or Thursday is supposed to be like 85, and then it drops right back down again. The low or the high on Sunday is like 55 or something. It's that up and down Texas bipolar weather that, you know, happens. I know. That global warming has nothing to do with it. Oh, no, of course not. Uh-oh. We just got political. Well, yeah. we shouldn't. That really isn't political. <laughs> right. That should not be political. <laughs> That's like talking about really the vaccine for, yeah. and saying that it's political. It's like not up for debate. Like the climate is changing. Oh, yeah. Um, so you, well, your book, how's your book right now? Uh, it's a little strange. It's, What's the book um, you're reading? It's called uh, Come Again. And, I mean, part of it's strange huh? just because it's funny. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's British, and there's some just British dry humor. And then, you know, you always have to, like, when I'm reading, I'm, oh, you know. Oh, I could have done this. Oh, no, that didn't come through. <laughs> no, Never mind. <laughs> um, it's basically about this this woman whose husband dies of a brain tumor, and she wakes up, um, like this is like 10 months into her sort of grief process. And she wakes up one morning and she's back in college where she met him and basically has to decide, um, would she knowing what the outcome is like her husband of 25 years or 30 years, um, you know, dying and her being in this, this, um, grief process that actually has her, um, contemplating suicide. Like, would she do it all again? Like, was that love strong enough that she would put herself through that grief again? So, Hmm. um, would you, Absolutely. Would yeah, you? 30 years. Mm-hmm. I'm dead in 30 years. Don't be dead in 30 years, baby. I mean, I'd be, I'm 35 now. You'd I'd be 65. 65. Yeah, that's, that's too, too young. Yeah, that's too young. It's too young. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. yeah. Worth it. Yeah, absolutely. 65, though, I'd probably, yeah, I'd, I'd just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's where you, it's the age where you like die of a broken heart, too. Yeah. Maybe I just go, I don't know. I don't, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, I, God, this got morbid. I know it did real fast. Like yeah. I keep thinking, about, you know, my parents are that age. Like I don't, like that's. I see my like my dad and Amy, and I don't, I don't think of them as dying anytime no, soon. Yeah. No, they're very vibrant, young and sprightly. Yeah, no one's dying. No. Okay. Any so good shows? Don't die on me. Any good shows you're watching? Um, I am flexing my inner '90s girl right now and rewatching Dawson's Creek. Hold oh, for applause. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I don't have an applause drops here. Sorry. Oh man, it is. Fantastic television. Fantastic mm. 90s television. No, no. Yes. Uh, I will recommend Man in the Arena for all my... Um, Your sports football people? Yeah, my sports football people. It's really good. I hated Tom Brady for um, probably 15 years. Oh, hate's and, a strong one. Uh, well, I didn't hate him for 15 years. I hated how good he was for 15 mm-hmm. years and was a, was a Tom Brady denier. I denied him and... Uh, yeah, he's incredible. It's it's a really good documentary too. I know that you've been watching it. I have been. It has been on in the living room while I have been reading my book. Yeah, yeah. that is that. That's how I count the sports football. Oh, it's a good. It's a it's a good. Uh, it's a good doc though. There are four or five episodes into it now. We watched Made. That was really. I, I really enjoyed yeah, that. That, yeah, that was that good. Was a great series. Yeah, for so, um, any struggling single, single parent parents, out yeah, there that absolutely. wants something to relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, fantastic. this is a struggling single parent based on a true story. I think it's, right? I mean, it's, it's not a, an uncommon it situation. Memoir. Yeah, it was a memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not an, not an uncommon situation. No. Um, no. I think that, I mean, some parents, your single parents are lucky because they have the um, 
A, the support and B, the financial means to be able to care for their children really well. But that's not everybody's, or they didn't come from an abusive relationship, but that's not definitely not everybody's reality. So I think it shines light on that. Um, and just the, the sort of broken system and bureaucracy that goes into play with any sort of um, public assistance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was sad. It was, uh, at times, I was very frustrated with the main character and the decisions that she was making. And, you know, at the same time, trying to be empathetic to her position. Right. And, uh, but uh, it came, it kind of came full circle as as far as I want a TV show to do, even yeah. though it was based on a true story. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend that one. Yeah, highly. I don't know that we watched anything else that, like recently, that is worth recommending. I Although like we've the, rewatched stuff. Yeah, the other day we were we were walking. We went on a walk with the dogs, and we're. Um, I think we've talked about table topics on here. Mm-hmm. Totally recommend it. We got to get another version of it because yeah. we're running out of cards. Um, but it basically just prompts you questions and, um, you know, for your partner, your family, your friends to kind of just start talking about. Yeah. And it was like, what is, what are some of the great shows that you watch together or something like that? And, and like, I forgot about it. And now the title's coming back to me. It's Afterlife, I think oh, is what it was called. yeah, with um, uh, uh, Ricky Gervais. With Ricky Gervais. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. Really dark. Um, yeah. Dark humor. I definitely want that second season to come out. Or third was season. There, I think it's third season. I think we okay, watched yeah. two seasons. Maybe it's one of those that has like six episodes. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's a BBC thing. Right. And that's how they do it. The Brits. I, they're not even... They, they call them series too. They don't call them seasons. Oh, that's right. That's crazy Brits. I think, but they do some good. They do some good TV. Sherlock is another one I'd recommend. I'm still trying to get you to watch Sherlock. I know. So is Amy, my best friend, Amy. Yeah. <sighs> really good. All right. Today, our topic. Transitions. Transitions. This is us transitioning to talking about transitions. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I wish my drop for a rim shot worked, but it doesn't. Because <laughs> that was good. Uh, nope, I got nothing here. Um. Oh, I can give you this, though. Wow. Okay, sorry. I just okay. Thank you um, for that. Yeah, so transition days. So whenever you're um, kind of the kids uh, share one, custody yeah. and they're going from one house to another. Um, so maybe we set the stage on the decree again, um, kind of the, how our situation is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're with us. The boys are with us on Wednesday and Thursday night and then every other Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you've mentioned in the past, like we have five day stretches, mm-hmm. which is that Wednesday through Sunday, and then we have two day stretches, which is just, just a Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday night. So, but almost, I mean, the Wednesday is, I think, the biggest the tra- yeah, transition. transition. Yeah, that is our transition day. Yeah, I guess Wednesday, that is. Yeah. I, don't, I never even thought of that. It doesn't trans like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only transition day we have is Wednesday. Yeah, that's true. For on Maybe our that's side, why it's on, always... yeah, going back the other direction, it would be on Mondays. Right, right. But or I don't Fridays, know why yeah. I was thinking it was two different days. Mm. Just Wednesdays. Okay, um, but they they still have transition days from us right. too. I mean, we have. I don't know that we see much behavioral stuff on our transition days, just because it's typically. I think it's typically harder to. Um, you know, adjust to receiving the kids than it is to adjust, yeah. especially for the parents. Right. Because I think where it'd probably be important to point out which perspective we're talking from too. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we'll be talking about maybe the kid's perspective on it and sometimes we're talking about our perspective or the impact on us because it's there's an impact right. to us. Absolutely. I mean, 
whether it be emotional or, or, you know, dealing with a kid that, that might be dealing with emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So th- that's how the decree is set up. Um, sometimes I feel like they have, it can get mushy and there can be gray areas, you know, like our decree is, it's, it's specifically lined out. And I think most have to be this way where it says you drop off the kids at the, you know, mother's house at 6 PM and blah, you know, it has like these specific right. things and we have a good enough relationship that, um, we don't really we pick up from school go by them. Yeah. yeah, it's more like yeah. Most of the time, it's pick up from school. But even on the times where it's not, it's like, hey, do you want me to drop them off? Do you want to pick them, pick up, them yeah. off? Like it's six one, half a dozen the other to me. Right. It doesn't matter. We don't live that far apart. So. Yeah, we don't live that far apart. So I do think that having it be from school is um, can make it easier. I've noticed yeah. that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That they've had a complete other day in between. Um, you're not going from parent to parent. You're going from parent to teacher to parent. Right. So, um, especially when it was, I mean, I could speak to when the transition days that were very early on, when we've talked about this in the past, that, that Caden was less than a year old mm-hmm. when we split, but Carter was, uh, you know, to over two. He's almost, or was he three? I think, I think he, he just turned, just turned three. He just yeah. turned three. Um, so he had some kind of history there. So early on, transition days were really hard for him. Yeah. And I get looking back on it, I w- there were definitely things I wish I would have done differently. Um, and still, I feel like I'm constantly looking at it under a microscope to see what I can do better. I think we talked about that the last time that we had a transition. I'm trying to think what specifically it was, but things that I was trying to... I, I do you remember what I was talking about? Um, was like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, mm, I can't, maybe it'll come to me in a little bit, but I remember just like recently reflecting on that. Um, but yeah, like you said, school definitely makes that easier. Um, having a full day, mm-hmm. not physically going from one parent to the other parent, having to say goodbye to one parent and, and hello to another. Right. Um, yeah, okay. you're doing like a morning drop off. You have a full day of school. I mean, it just kind of can, it, it adds that consistency and that those norms. Yeah. Um, that, you know, this is my normal day. I'm at school every day and I'm with my teachers and then somebody who loves me is going to pick me up. And that could be primary school or daycare or right, any right, sort yeah. of, yeah. When I say school, I mean like Carter's in um, like elementary school and then Caden is in daycare, but we tell them both, you know, school. It's school. school. Yeah, it's school. They're, they're going to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what are some of the things that on the transition days – that you feel like we focus on? Um, I would say I started focusing on transition days before I ever even lived here. That I, A, because I knew that they could be, when I talked about it, and that they could be, um, you know, they could be rougher days. And um, I think especially because it was at the very beginning of COVID and for part of that time, they weren't in school. And so Mm -hmm. they did do the, you know, the the parent-to-parent shift. Yeah. Um, But I... I mean, I wasn't living here at the time, but I knew that eventually I would be, you know, we would be, I would be around on transition days and they would come home and I would be here or I'd be the one to pick them up. And I didn't ever want that to come as a shock. So I started doing, like, I would leave here on Wednesday morning or, or whatever, but I would leave like cookies for them or a note for them and, um, you know, on their pillows or on the kitchen counter or whatever, so that they kind of gradually got used to 
not me being around, but at least my presence being around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it would never come as a, like I always wanted to do that slow build and it wouldn't come as a shock. Um, and so I tried transition days that, you know, just trying transition days that way. And then I started to start doing it every Wednesday for that consistency purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that the most important thing you can do on transition days is keep some consistency. Right. Which is like, I mean, that's kind of our, our MO in general. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's our motto, yeah, in general. Um, yeah, and, and we typically don't do anything. It's on Wednesday, mm-hmm. so. It's, it's mean, a school night. It's, and it's easy to not do anything. Yeah, it's. It'd be harder. I think it'd be harder. If it was if a Friday. Was, yeah, if it was a Friday yeah. or if it was a Saturday, just because I feel like that's a lot of, that's a lot to process for a kid, mm-hmm. even if they're coming from daycare. Because yeah. especially especially when it's coming off of a, of that five five day stretch, yeah. where they're at the other parent's house for a longer time, um, yeah, that can that can be a challenge. But so we don't we don't do any sort of plans anything special or anything like that. We, we pick up from school and we come home and we eat dinner and we hang out and bath and bedtime routine and keep everything routine. Mm-hmm. And more recently, I've tried to like be less, you know. Like this, the selfish part of me wants to, you know, as soon as the door opens and they get dropped off or as soon as I pick them up from school, it's like catching up on five days worth mm-hmm. of stuff. Like I haven't seen them in five days. So I just want to do the all things. the talking yeah. and, and like have all the, and it's probably um, just over overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably overwhelming for them. So I've tried to pare down on that a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, I would, I was never, I never believed in saying, Oh, so what, like if they want to tell me the the stuff that they did over the weekend, that's fine. I'd never pride for it. Yeah. I was never the parent that was like, tell, well, tell me, what did you do over at mommy's? What like yeah. didn't care. Um, and I didn't feel like it would be good for them. Like I didn't, I, I, if they wanted to tell me, they could yeah, tell me. It's right. not that I wasn't there to listen, but I wasn't there to pry. Yeah. Because um, I feel like that just sets a bad expectation for them. But the same way that that you know, I try to, when we pick them up, we try to ask them in different ways how their day was mm-hmm. and not just in the same way. I not remember. The, yeah. How was your day? But like. Right. Because they're going to get the same, you're going to get the same response every yeah. single time. Yeah, I've been um, asking Caden, like, who did you play with today? Right. Or, like, um, Carter, like... What kind of what, art did yeah, you do? Yeah, what kind of art did you do today? And, right. What was... Um, yeah, yeah. What, what did you do on the playground today? Yeah, I what mean, was your be... what was your favorite thing you learned today? Things like that that yeah. are more specific than just how was your day. Right. Uh, more probing questions. Yeah. And less... Yeah. I actually got that from a, a teaching um, page that I follow on Instagram. Oh, I see. I got that from a therapist. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, we feel like teaching and therapy go hand in hand sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I know a lot of families have issues with the bonus parent handling their transitions. Like I have, no, I mean, I've communicated this to their mom several times that you are an extension of me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I mean... You know, we we share the decisions in this household. I know a lot of blended families handle it different. Some are like very mine and ours. Right. Or I'm sorry, mine, mine and yours. yours. Yeah. And that's never how I wanted to handle. I mean, I told you that like super early on when yeah. we were dating that I wasn't looking for, you know, I was looking for somebody to be my equal partner mm-hmm. in raising the kids. 
you know. And again, and, I think this is one of those things that we are very fortunate in our situation that the kids are so young because that's a lot more difficult to do with teenagers. Yeah. Um, or like, I mean, if the kids are older when that divorce happens, because the younger the kid are, the or the younger the kids are, um, or the kid is, they're going the more they're going to see that bonus parent as an actual parental figure because they've been around for so long. Um, whereas if you know that bonus parent comes into your life at thirteen, it's like okay, well, first of all, you're already thirteen, and you're you have all the the emotions and attitudes that a thirteen year old has, but um, you've also had you know all of your most a lot of your formative years without this person around and um don't necessarily have to even you know there's no seeing them as a parental figure because they weren't there for all that time mm-hmm. so yeah so so when dealing with transitions between a bio and a bonus i mean did you feel like there was anything that you needed to do to kind of make um make it comfortable to make her okay with it to make the bio parent okay with it? Um, like not physically okay with it. Cause I don't know. I guess I, don't, I, I'm not sure if there's even a problem there, no. but, um, I, I didn't know if there was anything that you did specifically or things that you thought about when, when taking transitions. Cause it got to the point where, or it's at the point where, you know, she will reach out to you directly. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, yeah, I don't know. She knows. She knows your teacher. She knows you're off work. Yeah. She might reach out to you directly, or if, or I if have you were working kid, from yeah. home. And you know, I think there was one instance where this was when you were at your old job and you were working from home, and she reached out to you to, I think, pick up the kids from school or something. Uh, yeah, or I mean, just things like that, or like that. I had I took Caden on a Megan Caden day, and we went to. He loves the source spirits. So we went to go ride horses, and um. Yeah, she like she knew that he was with you know that you were at work and he was with me and so she's just like, hey, I'm you know, do you want me to pick him up or do you want to drop him off like that kind of stuff like, yeah. Um, but, and that might just be relationship building. I mean, I I think that it, which I think we've talked about before. Yeah, I think the transitions are going to be always. I mean, we're we're both mature adults. We're both going to be respectful towards each other and um, and see the benefit to that positive and easy transitions have for the kids. And so I think that it makes it easier, A, their ages, and B, um, because the kids have seen us together, like she and I together so often at, you know, at um, soccer and baseball and karate and things like that, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, sit side by side and chit-chat or whatever, that I don't think it's ever been a big deal for them to go from her to me or from me to her or whatever. Like they they see us together often enough. And so I don't know that I ever did anything like intentional as far as, um, you know, trying to make those that transition necessarily easier. I think just having um, a you know respectful, cordial relationship there, um, especially one that the kids have been able to, you know, to see, mm-hmm. um, I think has has helped that. Yeah. Um, and like when dealing with the transitions, we talked about the that um, we don't want to overwhelm them mm-hmm. by asking you know, a hundred questions or just kind of being, even though that's selfishly kind of what we want to do. We want to share, like, as soon as they get home, I want to say, especially like, you know, when we're picking them up on a Wednesday and we have them for that weekend, sometimes on that Wednesday, I'm like, oh man. This is this, all the stuff we have planned. This weekend yeah. we're going to go to do 
you know, yeah, all these different things. And I just think it overwhelms them. Yeah. And it's a, it's a disservice to them and it's only self-serving. Right. Yeah. I think that um, just kind of having it be a normal day, like, oh, yeah, what'd you have for breakfast? And, you know, who'd you play with? You know, just kind of normal questions you would ask on any other day after school. Mm-hmm. Um, having that day be no different just because uh, consistency builds um, sort of calmness mm-hmm. or breeds calmness. Yeah. So. And um, whenever we're doing like the drop off of it, I always try and be quick. Quick, yeah. Like, because it can be really hard. Like, I feel like the more that we drag it out and like, you know, I only get all the hugs. Like, I'd love to give them big giant hugs when I'm not going to see them for five days because that's a long time for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think that sets them up for success at their mom's house. No, not at all. Like, I feel like that makes it harder for them. It's like the tearing the bandit off slowly versus ripping it off. Like it's, yeah, it's going to, yeah, it's not going to be pleasant either way, but rip it off and it's over. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I think any, especially like, I know that kindergarten teachers will say that a lot or daycare teachers that, um, they're like, okay, leave, leave, right. Yeah, you're do not, your thing you're and not leave. Helping. You're not helping them by do by staying know, there and doing all that. And I know, I mean, and, people have different kind of views on that. And I think just most of the time it's coming from which I totally get, it's coming from, I, I just want to be there for my kid. Right. Like if you're dropping off a kid at daycare and, they're and upset. maybe they're upset, yeah, yeah. you just want to be there to confront them. But really all their daycare teacher wants is for you to go. Yeah, because that kid's going to yeah. be fine. That kid's going to be fine. It's like <laughs> yeah. you walk out the door. But, yeah, right. Um, yeah. And and the the it makes it just more, like it makes more emotion, mm-hmm. right? Can, like and almost, It fires up their, their nervous system, like quite literally fires up their nervous system to where... Um, they can't calm themselves down as more you know as easily as they could have had those emotions not become um, you know gotten to that certain level. Mm-hmm. So, like it's really the their amygdala that is this firing. It is yeah responsible for that fight or flight. Um, right, yeah, the amygdala. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. The medulla oblongata. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just I only know that from Waterboy. Oh. Um. Yeah, so I think I think that would be the the overwhelming theme of it is don't do it because you want to do it. Think about what the impact is on the kids. Yeah. I mean, that's like the that's the whole thing of of I think co-parenting and and dealing with blended families yeah. is don't think about yourself because it's not about you. Right. Once once you separate and you guys have to all raise these kids together, it's uh not not that that wouldn't be the case if you were a traditional nuclear family. Right. It's still going to be about the kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then what about um, connecting when you're apart from them? Like, I mean, it's so right now, again, there are six and three and I'll a half. Three yeah. and a half. Yeah. Um, so it, he, like Carter's not walking around with a cell phone, like a teen talking about this and talking about teenagers. I think that would probably help some mm-hmm. with yeah. transition days, just kind of connecting while they're away. Yeah. And me and their mom kind of work together to, especially when it's on the longer stretches. And these are absolutely of the selfish nature. Like these are decisions that are specifically for us to kind of connect with, like to be active in connecting the other parent when they're away for long periods. Like if like we FaceTiming, right? Like FaceTiming or a phone call mm-hmm. or whatever it is. 
Like anytime the kids ask for it, I'm going to do oh, it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, un- unless the only ex- exception is I remember. It's trouble. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember early on um, that the only time, Car- like Carter would get, anytime I got on him, Carter would be like, you know, just like he would mm-hmm. do if we were both in the same home together. Yeah. Like, oh, no, daddy's yelling at me, mommy. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think that's going to happen. So the I think the only two exceptions to that are if they're asking, like. Because they're in trouble. Because they're in trouble. Or if they're trying to get out of bedtime. Which, right. again, we're dealing with four and six-year-old and nearly four and six-year-old. So that was our life like a year ago. Mm-hmm. It's not so much now if they both sleep well but like a year ago it it wasn't uncommon for like Caden especially to like at bedtime saying that you know asking for for like a Mm -hmm. FaceTime or something like that when he really wanted to get out of bed and and that's what he knew tell you a question yeah tell you a question he'll come out to tell you a question I want a drink of water not a question kids are just you know anything that they can get out of bed to do oh man um yeah, so I think as like teenagers, it would be easier yeah. to do that. Like and they can be and, active yeah. about that and kind mm-hmm. of do that themselves. Um, but I, I still think I still think there's some added value to actively even saying. I mean, because there have been times where it even wasn't a longer, uh, like a longer stretch where I'd say, "Hey, do you, yeah, do you want to talk to mom? Like I know she's free." Yeah. Um, because I think that encourages or that shows them that they're, you know, even though their parents aren't living together, that their parents can still have a yeah. cordial and healthy relationship. Um, or I think even sending like uh, or getting pictures and videos and stuff like that of the kids when they're not with us um, or not with her. Like, you know, try to be intentional about like, hey, I know you miss them. Like, here's, you know, here's kind of what we're up to today. And, um, you know, here's here's things like that so that you do kind of have that you know, seem like the connection there. Like you get to see your kids even though they're not physically with you in this yeah. case. That's another one that's probably more for the parents oh, than yeah. it is the kids. Oh, yeah, 100%. Kids don't know anything about that. No, they don't. I mean, half like time they don't know that we're sending. if we get a text from yeah. her that's like, you know, a picture of Caden doing something or if we send a video of Caden doing something, that's way more for the parents than Yeah, like kids. the kids don't even know generally that that happens. Yeah. Um, okay, what are, I mean, what are some other things that, have come up maybe in transitions um, that we've had to deal with or um, I don't know, anything come to mind? I definitely think that connecting while apart is easier at this age right now because they, you know, their events that they're in are so new, you know, they're in, um, you know, they're in karate or they're in um, baseball or whatever it happens to be, or like a family, you know, literacy night, like it was mm, coming up yeah. this week, things like that that we're all going to attend, even though it's, you know, it's on a Tuesday for in this case, and it's not our day, but we do get to connect with them, um, you know, when they're they're not technically with us or, um, yeah, and, and vice versa, you know, that if something happens on a, a Thursday night, like karate would be on a Thursday night and, you know, be able to connect on um, a day that technically, you know, they weren't with her, but they would be able to, you know, to see her, she'd be able to see them and sort of maintain that connection even when the, during those longer stretches. Yeah. And I think early on it's easy to be possessive of your time. Right. To be very possessive of your time and to, you know, when you're starting to learn your new norm. I hate that saying now. When you're starting Can to learn. ruin that for you? I know, really. 
when you're starting to learn your new norm and, uh, you know, you only see your kids half the time, you're very possessive of how you Mm -hmm. spend it. So, um, and it can, especially early on, it was a challenge whenever we were, whenever we had, whenever we did something together, like if the kids had softball or softball, if the kids had t-ball or soccer or whatever, um, those were always challenges to transition out of that, to transition from being the four of us together or the five of us together to, you know, just us and the boys or just mm-hmm. her and the boys, him, like them leaving. Um, so, yeah, I think I think as they get older and as they get more used to this situation, right? those times that we kind of get together to do that stuff, that we all get together to do that stuff – makes those transitions easier. Yeah. Like I've noticed over the last like six months, I've noticed very little difference between transition days and any other day. Yeah. They're, I mean. Like it, it used to be pretty clear. Like I could see mm-hmm. the, I could see the exhaustion in Carter. Um, Caden, I never really saw much of it with. He was so young. Yeah. Like he it, was it just, it's, it's always been his normal. It's been his norm. Yeah. For. Most um, of his life. Yeah, but I could, I mean, early on, I know Carter, like, Car- I mean, Carter went to therapy for it. Mm-hmm. Like, we we sat with therapists and talked all different, you know, ideas or, or just at his level about kind of what his world was being, was going through. Um, but, yeah, the last, like, six to eight months or so, I, I didn't, I don't see a lot of difference in the transitions. And I don't know what really caused it. Whatever, you know, maybe he just eventually... It just took him that long to get used to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, early on, it can be rough, especially because you're coming out of, um, you know, what was probably some animosity in a relationship. Right. You know, Even so if it you're wasn't already outward. It was you, know, you still kind of feel that tension and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So you're already dealing with that relationship of the ex. Right. And then you know, you probably don't share maybe all the the same opinions on mm-hmm. how to handle those things. So it can definitely, it was really, really challenging in the beginning. Um, especially to see your kids like that either way to see your kids like upset or kind of just get trying to get used to what their yeah. new normal was. Um, but it does get better if you're in that place now, I can tell you it does get yeah. better. Um, Okay. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I don't know that we've planned our next episode. We haven't. Oh. So we're going to have to... Yeah, the next it. the next uh, episode will be a surprise. Ooh. That's a tease. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we call in show business tease. All right. Colby. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.